Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Heyo, it is I, Jeff Dwoskin, your host of Classic Conversations and your special tour guide through this bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? Well, glad you asked. It's where we answer the universal question, I just finished watching something on TV. What should I watch next? You need TV binge watching suggestions. We got your back. You've come to the right place. On our YouTube channel, we have over 95 hours of full episodes of Crossing the Streams. We're live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can join us live and chat along with us. Or, as I'm feeling you're doing at this moment, you're just sitting, waiting for this podcast stream to feed you a bonus episode. And here we are. We will not disappoint. We have segments from episode 4, 72, and 95. That's right. We're going back to episode 4. Woo! We got three shows for you today. Dark, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, and Bad Santa. Kicking off Christmas with Bad Santa. We're going to start this bonus episode off talking about the TV show Dark from our live episode number 72. Ron Lippett, take it away. We're going to talk about Dark. Yeah, so so this is another Netflix algorithm. I seem to be hooked on that week after week. You know, I mentioned this to the group uh, that I was going to be watching this program. And I believe it was Bob Phillips, who is not with us this evening. One half of the He's alive. He didn't die. He's just not with us. He had mentioned, I believe it was Sal, I believe it was Bobby that mentioned that he tried and, and couldn't get through it. I have to say, I've, it's three season show on Netflix, each episode 45 minutes long. First season's 10 episodes, and then two more seasons, each with eight episodes. And this tells the story of a fictional town in Germany called Winden, that built a nuclear reactor that had a disaster in 1986 that was kept under wraps. And nobody knew really what ended up happening that caused an explosion to happen. But what they also didn't know is that the show explains how it opens up a time-space wormhole underneath uh, the area where the power plant was built, cave that uh, the locals know about. And in this wormhole... Depending upon where you go through this wormhole, you either advance 33 years into the future or 33 years into the past. And so the the show is it begins in 1986. A third of the show is in is in uh, 2019, and a third of the show is in uh, you know 1953. So already it's a complicated show to follow. There's a tremendous number of flashbacks and flash forwards. And I don't know about you guys, but shows with a lot of flash forwards and flashbacks, you have to be really careful with those. Otherwise you could lose your audience. You don't know, you know, you lose track of what's going on. Complicating this even further is the fact that they are following four major character arcs, which are actually family character arcs. The town is trying to solve two murders or two mysterious disappearances of children in 1986. And of course, what you find out, and this is not wrecking anything, uh, what you find out is that they weren't murdered. They disappeared into the wormhole. And what you find out that comes through that um, shocks everybody because these kids are not dead. Where are they? Or the better question yet, when are they? Uh, And that's really, it, it opens up 
just this incredible brain blasting conversation around space and time and the idea of wormholes, which by the way, is a very real thing. And the idea of black holes and white holes and the idea of does the past and the future and the present all exist at the same time. Right. And that's where you get into the whole concepts of the metaverse and all this stuff that we've, I think we've addressed in other shows on, on crossing the streams, the show itself Though difficult to follow, especially early on, it gets its act together very quickly. And I will tell you, this show is a masterpiece. It is an absolute thought-provoking freaking roller coaster that asks all kinds of provoking questions that you don't really know the answer to. Uh, And if you can get through the first three or four episodes, I promise you, it's going to take you to a place that you're going to be thinking about for a long time afterwards. There is a season two and three. I haven't watched it yet. My understanding is that they're even stronger than season one. Again, this is a German show, so it is German subtitles. I did attempt, excuse me, English subtitles in the original German. I did attempt to watch it with um, dubbed and yeah, we've already discussed this. Can we decide times. that? Yeah. So yeah, it's just family flash forward and flashbacks. Yes. So it's basically, this is us without, with, with wormholes. It, it's, it's with wormholes. Exactly right. There is, there is some nudity. There is some violence. Uh, it is definitely an R rated uh, watch. Uh, but that being said, it's not that, extreme i mean that it's more it's more thought provoking it's there's no gratuitous anything in this show i'll also tell you there's very little in the in the way of special effects on this show and i say that as a compliment this is a conceptual show it's a a cerebral kind of show uh and the acting is fantastic the casting is fantastic the scene and setup and the fact that they somehow have access for real to a nuclear power plant to shoot this thing is pretty amazing i am really really impressed by it so impressed that even though i watched the first series first uh, season rather for our review today and crossing the streams i am actually going to force uh time to watch the second and third seasons because i i legitimately am thrilled uh with my find and uh, i want to see what's going to happen it's only three seasons which is fantastic it ends let me be clear about that it's three seasons and it's done so it's a quick watch um the other thing i'll just mention earlier in crossing the streams i would say probably maybe 20 or 30 episodes ago i reviewed another german period piece called generation war which is a world war ii uh, fantastic piece uh in german again with the uh, subtitles one of the star characters from that show which i absolutely loved um is one of the star characters also in dark took me a couple episodes to realize that holy crap that's one of the nazis <laughs> from generation war it's, it's amazing when you recognize people, you know, foreign people speaking foreign languages in other in other types of shows. So it's 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 pretty cool. There's good stuff happening in Europe, you guys. I think that's, uh, I, that's we talked about theme. it before. It's a subtext. Yep, and Netflix seems to uh, they, Netflix produced it. Uh, Netflix uh, owns the rights. Uh, and yet again, I think they did a great job. It, it's not for everybody. I think it's, if you're not, if you're look, one of these people that looking for humor, or you're looking for action, or you're looking for special effects, this is not for you. But if you're looking for a thought provoking, um, something that's going to take you on a ride with something that I think is conceptual and pretty interesting, give this one a shot. I think you'll really appreciate it. Carmen says it sounds dark. Hey, Carmen, how are you? What's up, Carmen? So Ron, just to make sure I understood you, you said that it's, it's spoken German with English subtitles, correct? That's right. Did you find that difficult to follow? Because I have no. a problem with subtitles. I don't. In fact, uh, we've talked about this a lot in, you know, in other episodes, Tim, that you have been on. We talked a lot about, I think it, it, at the time, uh, Squid Game came up and there had been a debate about, do you watch that in the original, you know, do the um, the dubbing? Apparently the dubbing is, is decent right, by some standards. I found the dubbing 
to be absolutely unwatchable, like destroying the show. Mm, um, so I, I, Dark or uh, Squid Game? Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm talking about Squid Game now, but I, I just, as a general sense, don't agree with dubbing. I, you don't get a sense for the characters themselves. You're not listening to their true voice. You can't hear their own inflections. It's like you're losing a giant chunk of the uh, of the of the sense of the show when you when you do dubbing. Okay. I agree. We have subtitles uh, now for everything. And yeah. I, got, I watched the first hour of the Batman. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, subtitles helps when Batman's like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, lies with us. Oh, yeah. Um, Right. Yeah, they need uh, they need 4D to spray water on me to keep me awake for the Batman, but that's another story. Yeah, guys, check check it out. Watch watch the first couple episodes. You'll get a sense for it, and and I I, I really would love to hear your opinion on it. All right, sounds like another algorithm winner for Ron Lippet. That was dark. Up next, we're kicking December off with Bad Santa. This is from live episode four, where we did our very first Christmas episode when we started crossing the streams way back when. Take it away, Roz. Yeah, so Bad Santa. Bad Santa is a movie. I remember when it came out. uh, It was uh, very, you know, not majorly reviewed, didn't have a ton of buzz, and uh, went to see it on a whim and just died laughing the entire time. It is, it's Billy Bob Thornton, obviously. I swear to God, it's the role he was born to play, no question. He is so perfectly cast in the role. The gist of the movie, if you haven't seen it, he and his partner, uh, a little person, uh, have a Santa elf team that year after year go to various towns, malls, department stores, play Santa and his elf, and then steal a bunch of money, and then find a new place to do it the next year. He's a drunk with (laughs) very little positive prospects in his life. The interplay between the two of them is great. It's also got, it's the last movie role for John Ritter. In fact, the movie was dedicated uh, to his memory. Uh, Mm. It's also, um, it's a great movie. There are some lines that are, uh, that are absolutely, absolutely hysterical and superb. The kid, which that's what he's called in the movie is in the credits is the kid is one of the weirdest, but funniest characters you'll find uh, in a movie. The security guard played by the late, why am I forgetting his name? Bernie Mac. Um, from uh, the Oceans movies. Bernie Mac. Uh, Bernie Mac. His character is great. My favorite scene in the movie, without question, is where uh, he uh, gets drunk. Santa gets drunk. Billy Bob. And passes out. And Bernie Mac and Marcus uh, have a conversation about getting him out to the car. Bernie Mac takes tells him to get him out to the car. And he says, draw me a freaking map. It's like, I'm three foot tall. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what in you Leonardo da Vinci. Draw uh, me a map, Leonardo da Vinci, of how I get him out to the car. It's just a really raw movie. But then there's also some touching parts of it, too, uh, which make you feel for the character a little bit. It is like the movie we discussed last week, Vacation, when that came up. It is a great movie with an absolutely atrocious sequel that was a disaster. But it's really good. If you want a seriously adult yeah, don't show it to the kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, one no. to show to the kids in no. case you are unaware. And you probably you probably figure that out in the first five minutes of the movie. But it's a it's a great movie. 
and definitely an adult movie. In fact, I remember watching it with Ron and Jeff uh, on a whitewater rafting trip in our cabin and uh, in the middle of summer and all of us laughing our asses off because it's just it's one of those movies that's really funny. But when you're really slap happy with a group of people, it's 10 times funnier. And that was one of those moments. So, uh, Ross, so would, that would you, is uh, would you put this top five in your all time Christmas holiday movies? Oh, yeah. No question. It's no question. It's probably top three in all-time comedy movies. Uh, Jeff's Choice Elf is, I'm sure, got to be number one. And then Christmas Vacation, which we discussed last week, is probably number two. And then Bad Santa's right there. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's a great, fun watch. And just, I was uh, watching it the other night. It was on and uh, it was late at night and I couldn't sleep. And I ended up watching it and just, my wife is like, will you shut up? (laughs) 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 Laughing out loud. At uh, the the scenes with Marcus, the scene when they try and teach the kid how to protect himself in the boxing ring is also another great one. So, yeah, amazing. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. But again, do not let your kids watch it. A couple things. One is, have you guys seen Bad Moms or Bad Moms Christmas? So Bad Moms was a great Mm movie. Bad Moms is good, yeah. And then Bad Moms Christmas, we watched it recently. It's one of those movies that I would never watch with my kids, but my kids have seen 50 times. It's like, I, it's, so I think they watch these movies, <laughs> but, but uh, oh my goodness. All right. So we got a couple of things. So um, uh, super fan Aaron says, what? No jingle all the way. Aaron, it was in the top 10. We wanted, of course, jingle all the way. That's the one I think where Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get that oh, character. Yeah. Right. And then uh, hang uh, around till next Christmas, Aaron, and we'll do it for sure. Yeah, we'll do that <laughs> for next Epi- episode 56. <laughs> episode 56. We'll do it. And we'll have Aaron, you'll be on and you can talk about Jingle yeah. all the way. And then uh, and then the good news, uh, Casey Ryan Plot, Mr. Rosner, fantastic flick. He's convinced. He's convinced. He's going to rewatch it. He's going to rewatch it. I think he's going to rewatch it. After not being able to convince Casey Ryan Plot last week of my choice, I'm glad that I convinced him this week. You got a you got a Dwaskin save if I remember correctly. I swooped in. I <laughs> yeah. swooped in and helped. I think uh, I'm two two for three for four with our episodes for Casey Ryan Plot. All right, get into the holiday spirit. Join us live every Wednesday, 9 30 p.m. Eastern time throughout December. Sal D'Amelio usually has some amazing Christmas rom coms that he talks about during the live show. But Right now, as promised, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Find it on Roku. Find my review right here. Take it away, me. Let's talk about Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Have you guys seen this? Who's seen it? I have not. I haven't seen it. Mike White and I have seen it. So awesome. It is streaming for free on the Roku channel. I think you can get it at RokuSomething.com. I mean, they basically want you to see this movie and it's totally free. And it's, you can find it if you Google it. I think I've even seen Weird Al joke about. <laughs> yeah, getting I'm VPN. sure you have a torrent of questions. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and so the documentary talks about <laughs> his life. It's starring Daniel Radcliffe. That's uh, the first indicator that this is not a normal documentary. Daniel Radcliffe stars as Weird Al Yankovic, a much more handsome man than the real one himself. So the beauty of this documentary is that it's surreal. Like most documentaries that are, I think, strive for accuracy. This one aimed for maybe 20, 25 percent accurate. Um, 
And that's the beauty of it. That's that was what they kind of reveled in and what they really were going for. Let me just say growing up, Weird Al Yankovic was by far one of my favorites. I mm-hmm. loved Weird Al. Yeah, and he would yeah. take over MTV. I mean, oh, every yeah. time he would come out with a new album. I mean, Weird Al was moments for me. I was Billy Joel, Elton John, Classic Rock, and Weird Al. And so I've always enjoyed him, right? I've seen, I've seen him in concert. <laughs> but the one thing about Weird Al that he's always joked about is he has no, like, there's no drama in his backstory at all. Right. He, wa- he wasn't an alcoholic. He never was rock bottom. He never, right. you know, he happened to have very supportive parents. Um, <laughs> there's been some tragedies in his life, but after the fact that of, of becoming famous. So he just had a, he was just a normal person with a very successful career who just happened to be really good at what he did. So making fun of that in itself, the documentary recreates a visionary version that led to the weird out that we know. And so they just made up all the drama that you would need in most of the these type of stories. His parents were against him. You know, it's a, his father has a backstory of also playing in an accordion and, and having his heart broken and dreams crushed. And we didn't want that for his son. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that's, like what they, that's what they did do, or that's what, yeah, they yeah. They, well, that, no, that's what they yeah. didn't do. They, oh, okay. I'd say the All one right. thing that was true, if you watch the movie, this won't ruin anything, is the guy coming to the door with the accordion. That part's true. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that wouldn't be the one thing you would think is true. But there's some really... <laughs> Rain Wilson is brilliant as Dr. Demento. Oh, yeah. Dr. Demento was a real... Is is a real person, was very instrumental in, in Weird Al's career and life and mentoring. There's a whole thing with Madonna in this. Oh, um, which... Uh, wait, who... who I, I turn, was it uh, Evelyn Rachel Wood? Yes, she Evelyn is. Rachel Wood, yeah. Yeah, she, she does a great job she's got the voice and some of the mannerisms I thought she's she a great a, she's a great actress oh yeah she's she was unrecognizable perfect. as madonna as well she was hardcore everything you'd want from 90s madonna they kind oh, of yeah. fabricate a hilarious or 80s madonna 80s 90s core madonna like what we all think yeah. of as my, but and they just created a whole backstory for them i think there was one thread of truth which is uh it was her idea for like a surgeon and mm-hmm. there, the other thing that was true from the movie is that there is a, such a thing as a Yankovic bump. That if he does one of your songs, you're, you will see a rise in your own album sales. I totally recommend this movie a thousand percent. My yeah. wife, who is not a Weird Al fan, she does not like him, but she's just, you know, not a thing, was rolling during this movie. Good. And sometimes more than I was. And it was just like, it really caught her off guard, I think, how much she really 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 enjoyed the movie and there's just tons of uh unnecessary hilarious cameos of people playing people and it's just uh, <laughs> it's just i i can't say enough about it it's uh, it's such an enjoyable like was it like hour 47 something like that yeah something like that yeah it moves along very quickly and they show their hand very early on that this is all completely made up but it just gets more and more and more absurd as it goes along. I mean, the whole thing of how he is determined to write original songs. And when he finally writes this amazing original song and some kid named Michael Jackson comes along and parodies that. Yeah. I could see why he was so mad about it. And then, I mean, I remember when he got shot. Um, so that, that was really rough. <laughs> <laughs> this old drug cartel. Oh you know, God. You, 
Was his resurgence running with scissors, and has that been 20 years? It has been, yeah. That was because the saga begins, I believe. What was the one? What was his most recent one? No, no, he had one in 2011. It must have, right? Even that was 10 years ago. Amish Paradise was a huge resurgence hit for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, right. But I mean, but not too long ago, he had a, it came out with an album. It was all digital, and it was like it kind of blew up. He became, his videos were huge again. What, what, yeah, what, he did videos for almost every single song on that album. I think there was word was that, crimes. That, oh, was that Alpocalypse? Was yeah. that Alpocalypse? I think it might be. I mean, I used to like you, Jeff. I used to collect them. I used to have them on vinyl. I had to special order the very first one because it wasn't being carried at my local record store, and I was <laughs> like, no, no, I have to have this. And yeah, I still have the the old record and it's even got in the uh the run out groove that it's got little messages inside of there like use an accordion go to jail mm-hmm. <laughs> always eat your spinach was one of them so yeah i used to love weird al so anything that he's involved in i mean i don't think that this will be as much of a classic to me as uhf but i also saw uhf when it was out so that holds a very special place in my heart but i i'm so glad whenever al does anything that hits with people it just makes me so happy it's never one of those like well i'm a true fan i've been with him since the beginning because it's just like no i want more people to enjoy weird al and that he's getting out there even more it's just fantastic one of my favorite moments in my uh, lifetime with uh, mr dwoskin was uh, you and i watching uhf for the first time on vhs i think Ugh. and the uh the supplies joke <laughs> just a, a great moment yes yeah, i i say that to myself i think all or the time. Ba- badgers we don't need no stinking badgers <laughs> i would love when he's yelling at the guy with the stupid hat uh kevin mccarthy take that ridiculous thing off and he just peels his mustache off instead <laughs> <laughs> what do you have some favorite i have my, i think my favorite weird al songs i mean i have a lot i, I eat it was i think always one of my oh, favorite yeah. ones money the beverly hills billy one is great the money for nothing one Ryan uh, the I'm, kaiser yeah Ryan the kaiser yeah. amish paradise is classic oh yeah um, I, I mean even like his his later stuff like uh white and nerdy i thought was yeah. freaking fantastic yeah. yeah word crimes is a great great version it is you. great yeah and that party with the cia the um oh, miley, uh, cyrus. miley cyrus parody yeah i mean yeah yeah he was just knocking him out or what was the um Instead of well, Royals foil, and it's him as a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that he, was he whatever that just, whatever that was. That was hit the last album, I think. He's always true to the music. That's one of the yeah. key things. Yeah, which, you know, he's he's very faithful to the actual original music. Interesting too. Uh, he always would ask. Like I read that Prince turned him down four times. There was that infamous Coolio thing that Coolio before oh, he died. Yeah. I think set straight that he was happy and realized he had made a mistake taking issue with it and that, that how how good it actually was i think gump i heard they didn't like that one i think i think that gets to a point too where they're like oh weird al's doing us and then if you didn't like this just didn't like it <laughs> right, right i think he, i think his hit ratio though is is Pretty so good. high it's so oh, high. Yeah. oh yeah, smells think- like nirvana oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I think uh, I lost on Jeopardy might have been the first one that I remember. Just, that video uh, was fantastic. And, yeah. I mean, you know, that whole 3D album, Weird Al oh, 3D. God. Well, especially because back in those days, I mean, uh, Greg Kinn's Jeopardy was like oh. early MTV heavy rotation. So that was right. such a, a big 
you know, parody song. I rewatched the video for Eat It today and it's just so spot on. Even the actors, like I need to go back and watch them side by side because the guys that play the gang members, like especially the one who like kind of leans back, he's got the big sunglasses, the way they strutting along. He looks so much like the guy that was in the original. And I'm to the point where I'm like, is that the guy? You know, I think think that he did. The other thing I I was pointing out to my wife, because we were coming home and Weird Al had taken over, I think the 80s station on Cirrus or something. And he has an amazing vocal range. He does. Like to, yeah. To be like when he was even doing like, like a surgeon, he, even though it's a male voice, he had a very Madonna sounding voice when he sang it. it. Like it could get into that. I don't know what the words are. Register whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, it was the album I was thinking of is mandatory fun. That was okay. in, in 2014 where he came out and did all these new al- new uh, things. And he kind of, blew up again i can't believe that it's been six seven years wow his band is amazing that they can sound like so many different things and you know you've got i can't remember if it's john bermuda schwartz or who it is that's doing the guitar solo that was parodying eddie van halen doing the guitar solo in beat it and he's hitting you know he sounds just as good to me they're all amazing and he's if you see him live it's an amazing live experience and supposedly the carnegie hall uh, he did like a 170 some tour thing just recently wow. ended in Carnegie Hall. Wow. And that was supposed to be amazing, like amazing. But he does. He does. Uh, when you see him live, he does a lot of the songs full, but then he does med- melody medleys. medleys. Oh, those medleys um, that he does are amazing. Well, he has to because now he has so many songs. Yeah. Yeah. So he hit. So he hits like a bunch of them. Uh, he did it full on the one with uh, American Pie, which is the story of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, so good. So much better than the movie itself. I'm a, I've become a big fan of uh, the Dan Band over the years, which is, uh, you know, the Dan Band is the band with the random swearing in some of the Todd Phillips movies, uh, Hangover at the Wedding and uh, Old School at the Wedding, Starsky and uh-huh. Hutch, the, the guy that always, you know, the, the famous one, their biggest song is Total Eclipse of the Heart, where he's just swearing for no reason. Uh, <laughs> they're another band that's so good musically. Um, when you see, like, if you watch their live clips on YouTube, they're so good musically, and then he throw you know, they throw in the swearing out of nowhere and it just uh, adds a nice little parody touch to it. So pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. And interestingly enough that um, there's some, when Weird Al does these, the original artists get what's called, I guess, a mechanical license. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the royalties are paid to the original composers mm-hmm. for the sales of his because he is using their music. Sure. So that's interesting. So, all right. Well, yeah, I definitely find it's on the Roku channel streaming for free i think you can get it on the web any it's anywhere they want you to see this movie what's your favorite weird al song everyone's got their favorite weird al song tweet at us at jeff dewaskin show let us know i want to know well you've got a lot of homework you got weird dale yankovic story you got dark and bad santa so much for you to do i don't i don't want to keep you any longer go hop on the couch grab your remote Cross your own streams, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.